Hi, this is Bob Wells here, and welcome to Undercurrent Stories. This is the show where we hear about people's interests and uncover some fascinating stories at the same time. I hope you enjoy today's show. Hello and welcome to Undercurrent Stories. Today I am at a place called The Spinney. It's the 1st of December. It's... um. I would say it's a beautiful day. It's a little bit foggy, but I think the sun's going to come a bit later. It's about five degrees. Um, Christmas is around the corner. We're going through the autumn leaves, which have settled quite nicely. And it gives me great pleasure to be joined again by Mr. Doctor, well, the Doctor, Patrick Candler. Hello, Patrick. Indeed it is, Doctor. Hi, Bob. It's lovely to see you again in a very different setting than we were a year or so ago. Yeah, it's... Um, it is very different, not a million miles away from it. Could you just describe where we are, please, Patrick? Well, uh, we are um, in a place called the Spinney. It's uh, on the outskirts of the village of Little Bytham in South Lincolnshire, which, for those that don't know the area, is about 10 miles north of Stamford. Um, the site actually is the, abuts the main London to Edinburgh uh, line and it may well be that during the course of this conversation that the trains will go past sometimes we see the what's at the mallard uh, fly goes past oh, with yeah. its steam because little bytham was the area um, in the 1930s where the mallard made its record-breaking run oh is that right oh absolutely so th- this was the fast spot this is the fast spot wow. yeah wow. so it's it's and uh yeah it's uh it's a lovely kind of, I use the word unique, but I really don't know if there are any other sites like this in the country. As you, through the course of this conversation, uh, I will point out things that make it kind of really quite different. Well, that's great. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. And um, it was great when we, when we met about a year ago to do Utree Avenue. And um, for those listeners that um, haven't heard from you before, Patrick, could you just tell a little bit about yourself? Um, and how you became involved with the project, please. Well, uh, this actually goes back to my study, which I did in the late 80s, early 90s. Uh, my doctorate is in children's play provision, oh, wow. which, in fact, it was one of the first in this country. More than that, it was an international or a transnational study. Um, and in those days, you didn't have computers to do things. Um, and I had to. I went around the world, um, oh, wow. work uh, based out of uh, De Montfort University. Well, actually, it was Leicester Polytechnic that was becoming De Montfort University. They wanted uh, some doctoral research uh, projects. I'd done a master's with them, um, and they said, "Would you do a, a doctorate?" I said, "Oh yes." I then persuaded my employer to say, "Give me a year out." They did. Sounds good. Um, uh, and we didn't have to sell the house. Uh, we put, we put up, we rented it out. And uh, I had a year travelling around the world, um, doing a little bit of sightseeing, but also doing some research with an organisation called the International Play Association. Um, And from various countries that I went to, ideas sprung up. And when I came back to England um, in uh, in the early 90s, um, I was living in the other side of Leicester, of uh, well, a place called Newball Verdon. We moved here... Um, I was writing up my doctorate. It took me 10 years to do. Um, from I actually finished it in 1990. Um, but, uh, no, sorry, no, 2000 I finished it. Um, and during that time, uh, I became a parent. 
um, and I became uh, chairman of the local PTA and then chairman of the of the Bytham School. And at the time, I realised that we really didn't have a... It's a small rural school. It didn't have a, a lot of places to play outside. Now, I'd always grown up on a farm where I had hundreds of acres to play on and I would go off and, and never be seen from dawn till dusk. And I wanted something like that for my children. So the idea of the spinny came about. And it's interestingly, and particularly in America, there was some what they call self-help projects, um, not run by local authorities or parish councils. It was done by organised groups. And I was really impressed with what they did. And I thought, hmm, why don't we do it here? So that's what we've done. Well, it sounds like a great idea. Um, so I could see we're walking through. It's a bit of a wood that we're going through, which I, I guess is a spinny. Uh, it, it is. It's history. Uh, 80, 90 years ago, it was known as Brickyard Plantation. And the reason why we chose this site, and there's a history there, uh, is because of its natural undulations. And the reason why there's natural undulations is because over the years it has been quarried for stone and it was also quarried for its clay uh, because that clay provided the source for the Bytham's brickworks, which used to make bricks, as I said, about 80, 90 years ago. Uh, the brickworks subsequently closed down. The spinny site was left to grow over. Yep. Um, and uh, we say we chose it because it was near the local school. And, it, and in terms of a, a natural habitat, it wasn't a flat piece of ground. No. It, it had its natural undulations. Um, and at the time, uh, you couldn't get into it because it was a thickly uh, wood with lots of brambles and trees. But um, 20, or say 20 years ago, we weren't here um, but, uh, because we didn't actually get on site until um, January 20, uh, 2003. Um, but it, after five years of doing all the preparatory work and getting the funding, getting the site sorted and things like this. I can just hear a train go past now. Yeah, well, I'm afraid that we are going to get uh, interrupted a little bit. No, it's, it shows it's an authentic podcast show and, and not, not in the confines of somebody's living room. Indeed, indeed. So we, we're coming up to um, what looks like a little sort of platform step thing here that looks like it's been put in fairly recently. Well, uh, going back to the origins, um, yes, it ha well, no, this actually, funnily enough, it hasn't. It's, it's been in nearly 10 years. And one of the things that uh, we want to be doing over the next year, which is our 20th birthday, is a major restoration and renovation of the site. Because the equipment, um, and, and you'll, well, you won't see on the podcast, but you'll see when you're here, we've had to take out simply because it's, it's, it's wear and tear. And the timbers that have been in the ground have, have rotted. Yes. Um, and, and uh, you, we, you know, we, you have, they have, it's like a car. You have to replace it. Um, we and and that's what we will be doing in in, in the coming year. Um, we uh, we had hoped to have done it a couple of years ago, but of course, um, and we had a design sorted out and everything, and then COVID came and everything stopped. Um, and then when we went back to the, the play, playground company, they'd gone bust, so we had to start all over oh, again. Dear. So so there's ten acres here. Uh, well, the site comprises uh, the woodland site, the spinney is about just about six just over six six acres 
And then subsequently, a few years later, we bought a meadow, which we'll, look, which we'll go and have a look at in a minute, which is a wild, natural wildflower meadow. Again, it's a, there's a precious few wildflower meadows in this country because they've all been ploughed up for, for, for cereals or grazing. So it is, a, a, again, a, just a really special landscape. Tell us how easy it was to acquire the land then, Patrick. Um, it wasn't easy. Um, I mean, we uh, uh, I'm casting my mind back to the late um, late 1980s. I mean, I think the the th- fundamental thing is that it, it goes back to late 1990s when uh, John Major. I don't. Why would I mention John Major's name? But it was his government that that set up the national lottery, and the national lottery had a program to commemorate or celebrate the millennium. It was called the Millennium Commission. Um, and there was a, an opportunity arose for us to put in a grant for a project. Now, other people were putting in um, grants for, for tea parties and mugs to commemorate the you know, year 2000 and all that. We thought, hang on a minute, how can we make this a little bit bigger? And I mentioned earlier the school. Um, the school is a rural primary school, but it serves a lot of local villages. Um, and, and it's where people come together. Yeah. And I thought, well, if we get this play, let's create this playground where people can come together. It's, that's a really good message to go to the, the the funders to say this is what we want to do. But did somebody own the land then? Uh, well, uh, yeah, we, we, we well, as I said, in in getting to this, we had to decide this site uh, was, was because it's very near the school was a good one. We then had to negotiate with the Grimsthorpe Estate. Um, and again, you can't see it on the podcast, but about um, just across through those trees there, there is a, a Grimsthorpe Castle, the Grimsthorpe Estate. I think it's about 3,000 hectares. Um, a fantastic, fantastic place. They've also got a big lot, a pile of land up in Scotland, um, but I'm not so worried about that. But we talked to the estate um, because they owned this site and, and they said, yeah, OK, um, we're not doing anything with it. Uh, we'll sell it to you. So we had to buy it, yeah. um, but we got a good price for it. Um, and once we'd secured it, uh, we then had to go through all the planning permission to, to make the change of use from a woodland area, um, to create the entrance splay to get in, to create the car park where you've parked your car, and to create the, all the walkways that we're going around. So quite a lot of work then in getting it together. Oh, I mean, I mean, it's a huge amount of work. And, and we wouldn't have done it if we hadn't have got that 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 uh, that funding in 1998, uh, we we got the biggest grant in Lincolnshire, just under seventy thousand pounds, which enabled us to buy the land and to uh, get all the initial works works done. And then since then, I mean, over the last twenty years, we've probably raised uh, about between 250 and 300,000 pounds from various funds, donations, wow. lottery, grants um, and that's just to basically p- uh, buy the equipment. That doesn't uh, take into account all of all the many thousands of hours volunteers have put in. And if you if you did a nominal 10 pound an hour charge for that, that's probably an- another 3 or 400,000 pounds added on top. Can you tell us about some of the volunteers, please? Well, I'm one. Uh, they are. They. They are. We've. We, we've always. Um, we. We. We've always had a, a core group of local people, um, some of whom had children at the school um, when they were in their. They. they you know, f- six, seven, eight year olds. Um, 
and they've they've we've been with us um, throughout the twenty years doing our, our regular work. Uh, and by by regular work, we have a, a, a fortnightly um, Saturday session down here between ten and twelve when we come in and do our maintenance. So it's our litter picking, it's our sorting our fire pit, it's taking down the odd tree, it's coppicing, it is general management of the site. Um, and I said we probably get, you know, five or six adults coming through. Uh, we're supported by uh, people like the Duke of Edinburgh. So local schools, Stanford-born, will send, send uh, students here. And they've done a fantastic, fantastic work for us, you know, helping us out. Um, I mean, throughout the year. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so so once a fortnight, group yeah, of people on a Saturday, come yeah. down and, and do some um, jobs. Yeah. And we, 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 we work on the basis of if anybody's got a skill, just, just come down. Uh, you know, it, you, you may have a, ch- a chainsaw skills. You may have strimming skills. You may just be someone who wants to be out and about and, and you can come and help us sweep up leaves or do whatever we have to do. Yeah. So, um and and we uh, yeah we have this core group and then we have people we'll, we'll just give up a, a morning or a, a, a couple of hours a week just to help out yeah so what what's this um, platform that we're just about well, to walk um, up we wanted to create a look up a lookout tower um, and we wanted to make it accessible for wheelchairs for people people in wheelchairs or buggies so uh, we're now walking up the um, the platform and we will go to the lookout tower. You mentioned, Patrick, that um, the one of the uh, main drivers was was the fact it a play area for children and that. Um, so, is it is it really more for children, or is it for all ages? Well, originally it was called a magical millennium play space. A little bit of alliteration there, but then we decided ultimately we then decided to call it Spinny because that's what the locals always knew it knew it as, and it's very much a community recreation area. I mean, yes, we've got play equipment here, but actually all the play equipment is adult proof. So we are we actively encourage adults to to um, to go on the equipment, and I do know that on, on occasions when the kids are at school, there's been some elderly citizens have come here for a walk, and I've seen them um, going on our our 25 meter zip wire. That's marvellous. And the swings. Um, so, so is that they, something we can have a go on today? Is well, it? you could if we had the zip wire, but <laughs> the zip wire is one of those pieces of equipment that we had to take out because it was just so well used and fundamentally the timber supports had rotted in the ground. Yeah. Um, and to replace, it's going to cost us about £15,000 and we don't have that money um, yet. We have to apply for it. So that is one of the things that we will be doing. Um, in fact, maybe later this weekend, I have to put in a, a funding application uh, to um, maybe a landfill tax operator or the lottery to say, We've had this project. Um, yeah, it was originally for the local community, but we get we get people coming from Nottingham, Peterborough, um, Lincoln, Spalding. Uh, and on a, on a on a nice Saturday, we'll, we will the, the car park will be full with people, and they come here because it's just again there aren't many places where you can do what you can run wild in the woods. Basically. That's exactly right, and and I have to say, you, if you drove past it on the road, you would never know it was here. Well, we, we we try to be unobtrusive. We want to work very closely with our neighbours, but um, yeah, it is it is one of those places that. Uh, it's a hidden gem. It, it certainly is. Now, now we're on top of a, a wooden platform. Now we're looking down, probably south. I would say. Uh, southwest. Sun, uh, no, east, southeast. Oh, east, southeast, southeast. And what you're looking at now is is what the whole site was 
20 years ago. So there's lots of brambles and lots of of dead trees. There's a lot of elder there. There's some ash that unfortunately is now dying. But and, and there was a lot of elm in, in this wood. But, of course, elm, Dutch elm disease from 30, 40 years ago. Uh, the trees were retained here. They were dead. And actually, that's great for the invertebrates, the bugs and the beetles who love to, who love to live off um, dead trees. But the problem comes is that um, when the tree is, is dead and you look at it and you, you kind of this huge, great 30-foot tree and you go up to it and you push it and it's wobbling, you think, hmm, that really needs to come down. So well, one of the jobs for the volunteers. Well, we have to have uh, people with uh, trained uh, uh, train sort of chainsaw skills to kind of yeah. do that yeah. but we have again we have we've had the support of local farmers and local people who've you know because their kids have been to the school they can give up a, a morning to come and do some special work for us you know if it is particular work that we can't do i mean when the, the site was opened up we had a local contractor had to come in with his digger and, and put the pathways in um all the equipment has been put in by professional people because we have to be comply with um appropriate standards uh, in terms of play equipment so we get that professional help when we can yeah. um, but again we're pretty resilient we can do a lot of it ourselves yeah so where are we going now patrick uh well we could try the wibbly wobbly bridge but i don't this is a bit slippy because it is still the un, because of the nature of the terrain here um it it, it is you know it, it it's heavy clay yeah. um and in winter it just gets really slippy and you know after the rains we've had it becomes, you know, like a kind of a World War One battlefield. Yeah. Um, in, so, the so, summer, so, in the summer, it gets really dry and yeah. you get big cracks. So, so, so perhaps we should leave that then, if it's well, going to be a no, bit... we're going to go across, I'll, are we? I'll go across it. Okay. You follow. Yeah. Just be careful because it might be a bit slippy. So we're just going across this wibbly-wobbly bridge. Yeah, there we go. Oh, it is slippery. Yeah, I know. And it moves from side to side. It's where, what's the, what's the, uh, <laughs> the fairy tale, the, the big bad the troll under the bridge? Oh, I don't recall that one. Oh, God, I ought to know. Yeah, it was, a, it was the troll, Foldy Roll Troll under, under the bridge. Yeah. So, and this is our kind of our top glade here. Um, again, which we've, we've put in all these steps, um, and we've come out to our slide area here. I, I guess it gets quite busy at Christmas, does it? Um, it it will do. Uh, Christmas Day, no, but Boxing Day, if it's a day, if it's nice like this, people will come out. I mean, we, yeah, it's great for it, grandchildren. It, it is. It, it is good. And as I said, there are lots of people. You know, the, if their parents live up here and they've got, they live in London, they come up for, they come up for the Christmas, Christmas period. Yeah, they'll, they'll come here. Well, don't worry. We'll, yeah, and I can see the uh, the rail now. This is the main north south line. Yep. Thank you, Network Rail. At one, when we, when we came, first came here, there was no fencing. And we said, hmm, we're putting in a play area here. It's not very good, is it? They weren't interested. Yeah. And this is a bit of a sad story. Um, over in Leicester, round about the same time, uh, wait for the train. gone but gone now um uh there was a there was a, a fatality uh where a child actually had slipped down a um a, a railway embankment oh dear um network rail changed their mind um and and they've actually i uh, take my hat off to them 
they they put in this really secure fencing. It's not the prettiest, but it does its job. It keeps the children away. Absolutely, and you and you can actually get up, get close to it, and you can lean on it, and you can see the trains that trains as yeah. they go past. Yeah. Yeah. So we got we got a slide here. We got a couple of slides. We've got our own bespoke curvy slide here. Hot that, surface in sunny weather. Uh, no, it shouldn't be because we've actually got it. it, it when the in the summer you've got the trees, the, the leaves on the trees will keep this. Keep <laughs> yeah, no, I'm just I'm just reading the sign, Patrick. Oh, Hot I surface see. in sunny weather, but it should be okay. Oh, it's, yeah. Well, that's, yeah. that's fair enough. Yeah, it's a great, it's a great. Well, we get we said that's a bespoke design there. Um, yeah, and and actually, if you really want to go fast, you have to wear a, a fleece. Are you going to show me how it no, works? No, I'm not. I'm not because a bit. Because uh, I've got my wet boots on today. Uh, okay, so another time perhaps. <laughs> and that's it. We've got a small slide here as well for the youngsters. Uh, yeah. Oh, it's great, isn't it, for children, this? And then down here, we've got, I, think, I guess this is for the really small children. Well, as an under, uh, we've got our dedicated under fives area. So we've got a, a fence around it so that it keeps dogs out because we don't want them pooping everywhere. We don't, we're, we're happy to have dogs here. We just want to make sure when the owners come, they actually look after the dogs but again my i'm kind of i'm repeating myself a little bit that that's that's been in 20 years it's looking a little bit tired there's better stuff on the market we want to we want to i mean we need about 100 between 150 and 200k yeah to um because the, the kit's gone up hugely in price particularly in the last year with our post-covid uh, we need to raise that. Um, so, how money. are you going to generate that sort of income, Patrick? Well, we will have to put in a pr- uh, grants, so we can go to the lottery. We've we've had lottery money in the past when they had uh, dedicated programs. This was ten, fifteen years ago for for kind of kids' activities. Um, there are we have to make sure that what we do complies with their with yeah. their funding criteria. But I'm pretty confident with nature and children. And, and making the two because this is a great place for kids to come out and families families to come out yeah. uh, we can hit all their buttons yeah. um, it's it's time and effort but I think um, and we've got a track record of 20 years I mean yeah. who would have thought we, we would still be here mm. and that and the demand uh, and the need is is um, is good and you know you talk about cost of living well actually we're free we're open yeah. we're open you're, and you're welcome you're welcome anybody's welcome this, the site is, is, is uh, it's, it, in theory, it's 24 hours a day, but really it's a dawn till dusk. But um, we don't charge. Um, and, and yeah, you know, with all due respect to kind of soft play areas in inner cities, you're, you're paying five, ten quid a, a child. Well, you can come here for free. Okay, you've got to come out by car, which is, you know, petrol prices are high. But once you're here, you can stay all day and, and, um, and have a, a really good time. And you, you mentioned the school on a couple of occasions. How do the school get involved? What sort of activities do they get involved with? Well, they, they've, the, the head teachers have always been very, very supportive. Um, and, and that's great because that's been important for us to make those education links. But uh, we know um, the, the school's got a forest school teacher. So they will come here and, and they can use this site for activities. Um, in the past, I mean, they've, 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 they were doing Roman and Greek history uh, using using the spinny as a play area. They've they've we've had uh, um, expert facilitators doing uh, making um, pizza ovens and things like this in the past. Um, a lot of unfortunately, a lot of the money now that was available 10, 15 years ago is no longer there, and because it's the, the curriculums have, all, have narrowed. 
but I know when people come here, they just just love it—the opportunity uh, to just to to explore and experiment—and you know, it's pretty safe. Yeah, and it really is a little oasis, isn't it, out the way? Yeah. Well, look, we're not, this is area here is where our zitwa was. Um, yeah. And actually, if you when we when we positioned it, if you cast your mind back to the Kevin Costner, is it Kevin Costner? Robin Hood. Oh yeah. 19, 1991, uh, the one with the, the who was Brian Adams' song? Yeah, Everything yeah, I, I Do, I, I Do I For remember, You. Yeah, yeah, I remember the film. Well, you, you, you start this end and you go, and it's, you, you're, you're actually on a zip wire um, in the trees, going through the trees, because you've got, the, in the summer, they're in full leaf, and yeah. you're, you're heading towards that, that tree at the end. And it's just a bit like the arrow if you remember the film, the yeah, arrow so going to the target. That, yeah. Well, this yeah. is this this is the kind of a, a, a physical equivalent that you, if you sat on the on, the, on our seat, you would be going towards that tree like yeah. like an arrowhead. Well, I hope that you get the money raised well, fairly we, soon, and yeah. then I'll go on it. Well, we will do. I mean, as I said, the site's all here. We just need someone to stump up. Yeah, we. I think we can make a good case. Yeah. So t- tell us about some of the wildlife that wildlife, inhabit the area. Not not a lot around at the moment. No. I don't know where they are. Um, we, I mean, we yes. In the past, when we when we first came here, we had to be very careful because there were badger sets. Uh, we get we have a lot of uh, deer come through. Uh, certainly not not this time of day. We've got foxes. We've got rabbits. Um, there's a few birds around. Um, I've not. We've not. To be fair, we've not done an invertebrate survey. Um, there's no reason why we couldn't. We ha- actually have on the meadow. Yeah. There's, there's on, on the meadow some fantastic uh, grass species. So we're just coming up to a circular wall. It's our fire pit. This is a fire pit. Oh, yes. Right. Right. It's looking incredibly neat, and no one's been up here this week. I'm, I'm not surprised because it's um, it's been cold. But yeah, we. Um, this is this is where it makes it kind of very different. This is where the ceremonies take place. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, I, no one, no one, has, to my knowledge, no one has been dancing around here naked and um, at um, uh, on, on full moons. Yeah. Although, having said that, there was a drumming group, a local drumming group that used to come up here and have a drumming session because we were, you know, someone was, uh, you know, it was this is seven or eight o'clock at night. And one of my colleagues lives. I heard this noise at the spinney. Oh dear, what's going on? Um, and he came up, and yeah, there was a bunch of people. They brought their, all their bongos and drums. And they were having a drumming session here. Fantastic. Oh, fine. They, yeah. And they weren't. They weren't. They were. They were just, just yeah. adults. Yeah, they weren't, yeah, they weren't yeah. kids yeah. having a, and what have you. And it, it was great. Um, lovely. We could certainly do with a fire on today, I think. Well, we could, and and sometimes this is this has been a great. And people will come. Uh, it, we, we we rely very much upon them using their sense. Yeah. Um, you know, you can use it; it's here. Um, yeah, you can collect wood from, from. You can glean wood from the from the from the forest from the woodland area, or you can bring your own. And if you want to roast potato, uh, what do you do? Potatoes or marshmallows. It, it's. That's what they do. That's what they do. Uh, so we're just walking through... Um, oh, there's some lemons here on the trees. Oh, wow. That's an interesting... Yeah, it's a bit in gin. I don't, as well, well, that's an interesting point because um, we have done... Uh, we, every now and again, we do um, uh, uh, an, an annual event. Uh, and we've had, uh, you know, we've, had, we've had a music festival here to celebrate our 10th birthday local bands playing we had a bar and everything um which is great um more recently 
um, and we're, funnily enough, we are in National Tree Week. We used to do a, um, a, a tree planting session um, uh, to celebrate National Tree Week. And we'd, we'd have a, a marquee up and we've got a, a wonderful kind of environmental animateur who comes and just makes things out of natural materials. And we can get, you know, four or five hundred people here um, uh, uh, of, uh, through the day. We, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a half day session yeah. from 11 to 4 and they just wander up and, and the local school doing it, doing hot soups and mulled wine. Um, and it's a great event, uh, uh, and people saw it as the beginning of their Christmas holidays. Unfortunately, the last two years, um, we were we had really bad. Well, one it was COVID, so we couldn't do anything. Mm. And then last year, we were we were um, about to have an event, and we caught the tail end of a um, of a hurricane, and it was absolutely freezing and cold. We just had to cancel it, you know, mm. on twenty four hours notice. Um, but this last year, uh, this sorry, this is time like this is. 21 we in we moved it to to the spring and we did a spinny spring thing which is in march weather was much warmer and we were able to link it into the queen well to the late queen do you think you'll be doing something next year maybe with the coronation or something we will well actually i hadn't thought of that but you're right Uh, we did something in celebration of uh, because she was alive at the time that's her 70th anniversary and we and we did some special events to to celebrate the seventieth. We could well do the. Um, uh, we're we're going to be doing it in March because that is still planting time, um, and you can't really do anything planting after the end of March. But we that we we can link we could we can link something into a, a coronation because you know um, His Majesty loves his trees. Very much so. He talks to the trees, yes, and I, we can't yeah. fault him on that. No. And he's got a great track record in in terms of kind of silviculture and forestry. Yeah, he so, was doing it before a lot of people got into oh, it. Oh, he's he? he was ahead of his time yeah, on that one. Yeah, um, yeah. And um, you know, all power to his elbow. So we've just come up to what this looks reasonably new—a climbing net. No, this is a space net. Um, that again, it's been in twenty years. Oh, wow. um, he's doing very well. It, it it yeah, it's one of those things that we've had to put up with. Um, I mean, it's just if people don't know space net, I mean, it's four meters high. It's it's about five meters square and it's a tangled um, it's, a, it's a designed mesh of of, of, of plastic coated wire which is you know high tensile steel but somebody came up here oh a couple of years back and snapped cut through the cables with a industrial bulk bulk ropper um so you couldn't use it we had to um we had to get it repaired it cost us two and a half thousand pounds you know, mindless, mindless vandalism, and, and why would someone do that? But they did. Very strange, particularly if they didn't take anything away. No, they didn't take it away. They couldn't take it away. They just, they just snapped through the main cabling. But what we, as part of our new um, uh, equipment, we're going to get a bigger one. Yeah. It's going to go up to six meters, which will be, and you can get up there if you wanted. It's, I mean, I, you can't, again, you can't film it, but I could, I could go up there now, and yeah. it's, it's quite high. Yeah. Another two meters. Yeah, yeah, it's it's going to be very high. Isn't it, it is going to yeah. be high. So hopefully, the, no one's going to get. Yeah. Too well, I think I'll perhaps come in the spring or something when well, it's a bit drier. I, would do. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. It's a bit, bit cold today. Yeah, right. things a little. It's getting a little bit. It's getting well worn. It, it, yeah. You know, you know, we thought we might get you know, a couple of thousand people through a year. We're getting ten times that. Yeah, because um, sometimes you can come down on a on a good weekend and and the and the top car park to fully. Well, we had to build the overflow car park simply because people were parking on the road and it was it was just really dangerous. Yes. Yeah. All right. I see there's a little picnic area here. 
Yeah. Uh, that's all. Again, this was never there. All this, uh, again, you can't see it, but uh, this is all trees. We had to take the trees out and to put the picnic area in. And it's all, yeah, it's all really, really, really. What you're looking at now is a rope and a bit of wood. It costs virtually nothing. It's probably the most popular piece of kit. <laughs> and it's just an embankment, embankment swing. And, and the kids, when they, they come here, will just run up there and swing on it. Yeah. And whoa, it, 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 it's, it's good. I'm tempted. You can do. You could go on it. It's a bit slippy because yeah. it's wet. Yeah. Right. Uh, we'll go up. Yeah, we'll go up this way. Get this. Excuse me, Matt. Let me get the litter. So we're just walking up into what looks like a field. This is the meadow. This is our meadow, which we... It was farmed... Years ago, I mean, I've got a beautiful view of, yeah. of, of, of undulating South Lincolnshire uh, landscape. This was a, it was a, a farmed, but because it's, it's only about 3.9 acres, it, it it's becomes very costly to look after in terms of put, putting, getting kit on here, because the kit is so big these days. So the farmer gave it up. Um, he was renting it off the Grimswap estate. So we said, okay, well, you know, if we, if you want to, we want to buy it. How much? And we negotiated. We had to buy it from them, obviously, yeah. but we got a grant to do it. And then we, we've, we had a, an organic farmer friend of ours came in and cleared it all out and 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 got all the appropriate organic um, uh, certification. And uh, we then turned this into a wildflower meadow. Um, uh, and we've we had to. With, with with the help of Duke of Edinburgh students, we had to take all the stone off here because it is very stony, this area. We, we took tons of stone off. We then seeded it by hand, uh, which is very bucolic. Um, who was the guy who in the uh, TV series who was used to kind of... He was a Cornish guy. He used to go there and take his shirt off and uh, wasn't... Um, Poldark. Yeah, it was Poldark, yeah. Poldark. Yeah, we, yeah, yeah. we had some Poldark-type rural scenes here because <laughs> we had we we well actually slightly pulled up we we had a, a um we got these green hay bales yeah. from a another site they were brought here um took taken to the top of the hill we then rolled them down so pitchforks and sides oh no this this was this was by machine because oh, you've got right. one of these big bales yeah, four yeah, foot bales yeah, yeah. but we we pushed them down the hill and then a couple of weeks later, with pitchforks, we just kind of spread all this this green hay. Yeah. And so, how long have you had this, Patrick? Oh, this we've had this eight nine years now. Right. Um, and it's it, it's at a stage where it's cut now, but in the summer it will be the the, the grass varieties and flower varieties are really really coming on. Um, and I always had this dream for those that can remember the it was the Cadbury's Flake advert of the woman running through this lot with yes with, well <laughs> that's what I want to do here and we we're nearly there because yeah. the grass does get about two or three feet high and it's just it it, it, it is great and, and, and very colourful I suspect uh, it is it's beautifully a lot lots of I mean I don't I'm not a uh, uh, kind of a, a plant specialist well some of my colleagues are that's yeah. again we, we bring in people who's got those skills yeah. and we we have we've had have had it surveyed and in fact one of the things we're going to be doing shortly is to put a sign up 
to say these are all the kind of different grasses you can get here. Yeah, and I, guess, um, and I guess that then encourages rare butterflies. Perhaps. We want butterflies. We want the insects. Yeah, uh, yeah absolutely. And, and again, there's there's not many. Um, uh, you know, wildflower meadows are disappear, uh, disappearing habitat. Yeah, that's no, fantastic. And, it's, and, and again, we've also, um, you can see in the distance, we, we as a, a kind of a, a coronation plant, uh, not a coronation plantation, it was, it was a plantation that we've, we had some trees that, um, some oaks uh, that we're, and, and other, other um, species, and we did decide to put them in there just to, just to create a different, different habitat within the context of the meadow. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's, it's a, a lovely site. Yeah. So, if there's any listeners out there that would be interested in doing something like that, if they, if they've perhaps you know they've seen some land that doesn't seem to be doing anything, what uh, advice would you give them? Well, it's it's not something you can you have a, you have uh, an idea and and uh, it's kind of here they gone to worry. It, you're, you've got to be in it for the long haul. Uh, so it's they, not, for, not for the faint-hearted. Uh, you need to be committed. Um, and you need to, and you can have a vision for it and that vision can change but I think you need to be be resilient and flexible and adaptable you know key management characteristics I, I say um, and, and and the outcome can be absolutely fantastic yeah. I mean when when we have our events and, and you see you know three or four hundred people coming up um, that's just great and we know they're having a good time it's a fantastic achievement it is it is yeah. Um, the big worry I always have is when, when there's so many people here and they're parking on the road and, and the cars don't slow down. And I, I, touch wood, we've not had a, any serious accident here and let's, I hope it stays that way. Yeah. What do you wish that you had known before you started this project? On, on, on the way, you get you, it never, there's, there's never a direct yeah, route. No, you have no. to be prepared to zig and zag. So it's not straightforward. You discover things on the journey. Yeah, and but that's that's the serendipity serendipity of it all. And and you get uh, you know volu- different over the years, different volunteers have come and gone, and they've all done their bit. And new people come in with different ideas. Yeah. And and actually, that's wow. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah, let's do it. And and because actually. If they're giving up their time, it's not just about the labour, it's about the intellectual thinking about it. And if they want, you know, they've got kids at the school and they want to do something, yeah. that, 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 that helps. That, that's all well, good. well, Pratchett, this has been a fantastic thing. We, we should make this an annual event, I think. Well, we could do. Let's see if you've got anything else well, on. Well, say, all things being equal, if you come back this time next year, I'm hoping a lot of that equipment that we've looked at and walked through uh, will have been replaced with uh, a new, stronger, different designs. Uh, I won't say a bit more colourful because we want it to blend in with the, the environment, yeah. but it will be a different play experience. The thing is, Bob, you will be able to play on it. It will be... It, it'll, well, that's what I'm hoping for. So, it'll so Patrick, take, it'll take you. thank you once again for appearing on the show. Yeah, it's a pleasure, Bob. Uh, thanks, thanks for coming out. Thank you. have been listening to undercurrent stories i hope you've enjoyed this episode please feel free to share the show link to your friends and family and if you have 60 seconds i will be most grateful if you would please rate and review to hear more episodes please subscribe to the show and visit undercurrentstories.com if you leave your email in the link we will notify you as soon as new episodes are released also check out our social media links details of which can be found on the show notes Until next time, this is Bob Wells wishing you all the very best. 